Hello and welcome to The Rebuild. My name is Peter Moses in Los Angeles, joining me all the way from Chicago, Illinois, Dr. Gates Merriman. Hey, Gates. Hey, Pete. We're, we're, uh, good to be back on the feed here. Much hey, to man. the chagrin of all of the listeners. Listen, we are not Jordan Zerm still, and that's just A-OK, baby, because the Browns are 4-1 and one, and there's really nothing to be upset about in the world. No. Um, if you're wondering why we haven't recorded in since after the Baltimore game, we don't know. We don't know what to do with these these win wins wins wins. Pronounce don't know win. what to do with it. Win what win win. I think win. it's a win. Win like a Schwinn, but a win. Okay. A win. Yeah, it's it's not in our wheelhouse. We're much better at um, abject misery, which normally what we get a large heaping spoonful of but but not these last four one month month here Pete. Whole what month. have you what, what, what have you thought a month a glorious month well, a light of of sunshine in, in these otherwise disgusting times i mean it was pretty the bangle like every game has been a a build on the last game so the bangles terrible who beat them it was a little close, a little dicey. Played well, beat them. Yeah. A Washington football team. We beat them. They're, they're pretty bad. Pretty yeah. bad team. Chase Young went pretty out. Pretty bad, but you know, a Ron Rivera coach team. It's not nothing. Yeah. But, but they're pretty bad. But would have been a little nervous if they didn't lose half their defensive line in the middle of the game. But that's uh, the game of football, as yeah. you can tell. And if uh, Dwayne Haskins wasn't just awful, awful, really bad. Tell you what, he would have looked good in brown and orange for most of this decade. He would have fit the bill quite well, the, the passes he was throwing. <laughs> for, for Yeah, very Deshaun Kaiser of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah a real, real Kaiser vibes. But um, yeah, exactly. I mean, we've just kind of been, been climbing this little ladder. It's like our schedule was designed by our coaches to add a little extra challenge each week to have to deal with. Um because then we moved from Washington to Dallas pre-DAC uh, foot amputation. And <laughs> that was, I mean, in each of these games, the, the nit to pick is that, like, we haven't just slammed the door. But, folks, like, what do you want? We've never slammed the door. What we normally do is leave it ajar just enough for the opportunity to completely blow it uh to come up and every time we do blow it but it hasn't happened this year it is amazing there's a moment in every single game and i guess this is just what winning football teams do and we've never gotten to experience it consistently is there's like this moment of adversity where you're kind of so used to just the wheels falling off like ronnie harrison gets the pick six and then for the first time in 36 years, anyone in an nfl game returns a kick for a touchdown and you're like okay yep this Mm -hmm. is where it happens philip rivers we're going to go three and out. Philip Rivers will like go on a beautiful drive and we're just going to be done. And it just doesn't happen because yeah, we're one of the best coach teams in football. Exactly. And that's, I think the big difference. That's why I like, because all, like you're saying, all the setup is there for us to, to collapse in the way that we always do. And like anyone listening to this could think of a thousand games in their lifetime where it's been going pretty well, but you just kind of know that the doom is coming and you can sense that moment. We've had plenty of those moments and then it just, it just doesn't fall apart. We're doing enough, enough to win. I think there's two things that I take away from these first 
uh, these first couple uh, months of football. One is we have a coach who is proving out our hot coach theory. That is honestly the biggest point that I wanted to make in this podcast, that that too hot to fail is one of the better takes of the year so far. And it's, it's proving to be completely true. Just like fancy. look at him, look at Freddie, look at him. It makes perfect sense. Just like TTYH uh, Vine left the review return of Zerm five stars. Thank God. Finally talking football again. Thank you so much for the review. Um, you just okay. can't fail. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> buddy, we all know God is dead. Okay. Second of yeah. all, we talk football. It's just dumb football. Uh, yeah, but no, it's, I, it's I, the stupid side of football. Can you imagine an, of someone like Freddie Kitchens calling a draw play on third and nine to Dernis Johnson and getting 28 yards and having like, two yeah. penalties in an entire football game? Two penalties? That's like the penalties, the the getting to the line with like oh. 40 seconds left on the play clock, which is as much time as there can be on a play clock. It's just the general organization when they, even when they cut to him over on the sideline and he's just kind of always looks the same and is always like talking into his headset, obviously preparing to either like make his next move or counter whatever just happened rather than just like standing there with his jaw on the floor. It's when so you hear, nice. When you hear him say something like, we're thinking about the plays we're going to call in the third quarter when we're calling plays in the first quarter. That is, that is advanced algebra and Freddie Kitchen's still in remedial math for sure. It's yeah, not even it's, close. It's something we, we've never really experienced it before. And I highly recommend if I think it was like last week, an episode of building the Browns, which you can watch on YouTube came out and it's like a little schlocky, but it has um, a lot of mic'd up stuff, including from and he just he just like sounds so cool and polished i wish i sounded that composed in any aspect of my life i mean he's made such a tremendous difference it's just like a joy to behold he is so confident and also it finally is nice to have a coach who's like hey maybe odell beckham jr and jarvis landry and nick chubb should be featured consistently yeah heavily Mm -hmm. yeah which is a crazy thought too and just weird to also be like okay there was also one moment that i want to shout out because jarvis landry actually shouted it out as a moment that defined what was different between this year and last year for him as well so i didn't feel crazy in the cowboys game when we had the ball on the 10 yard line with four minutes to go at the end of the second quarter the first half and we just marched the ball down and ended up kicking a field goal, and Moose Johnson, who was, you know, former Cowboy, was like, I don't wonder if the Browns really screwed up here. They could have gotten to the end zone. It was like, dude, you're missing the entire point. We have never right. casually, concisely, and efficiently driven down anywhere at the end of a half and gotten any points and then gotten the ball back and scored a touchdown to start the second half. That's never happened. That doesn't happen for us. Yeah, I think I actually texted maybe to you maybe to someone else i have the receipt to be like before that drive happened this is going to show this drive will show like how far we've come because <laughs> if you remember last year uh not the first ravens game where we like lacked them but the second one at home 
where at that point it was clear the Ravens were way better than we were. Um, we had an end of the first half situation where we were kind of hanging in the game. At that point, the Ravens were like off and running. They were like had 11 wins and, and two losses or whatever um, and were well on their way to the first seed. But what ended up happening was we got the ball with about like three or four minutes left. We very quickly went three and out by throwing like three passes to nobody and then <laughs> punted the Ravens scored and we got it back again with less than a minute and tried to do the exact same thing and the Ravens got the ball back and scored again so we went from I think we were like tied 7-7 to suddenly down 21-7 um, within just a couple minutes and that I mean and that's you know not really a, a difference in mindset as much because like I guess you could say both guys wanted to push the ball and and try to score but it's a difference just in like organization and thinking and and actual obviously execution like being like okay we're gonna whatever we do we're gonna drain clock and then on top of that hey guess what i have like the bag of tricks to actually um effectively run an offense how are you how are you feeling about baker mayfield because i feel like the one thing that's kind of popular to talk about right now in the browns ecosystem is like everything's humming but we don't know if Baker Mayfield's the quarterback of the future. And at least for me, it doesn't really feel fair at all to judge him until like this Steelers game right now. Because even though he said he played the worst game of his season so far, that first half against the Colts is everything you ever want from Baker Mayfield, where the defense is running up against it, or the, the run game is running up against it. And he was phenomenal. Yep. He was like exactly no, what you want. He was like 16 for 20 something with two touchdowns, 250 yards. Like, I don't like, like it, it seems like grasping for straws. If we have to be complaining about something or we have to be like, I don't like, it just doesn't, I don't know. But what do you feel? How do you feel about Baker so far in this, this four game winning streak? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, we're winning. We won four games in a row. So whatever <laughs> overall is how I feel. But um, I completely agree that I, I thought the I thought the first half of this game was like the best he's looked in ages. Obviously, he had a rough second half, but like sometimes you just have a second half, and it's not necessarily a referendum on your entire career. So um, the other thing is, dude, this is game. So he's had five games in this system where it's his, as we know, his fourth head coach in three years. He's learning a new system without an off season. Um, I think it's fair to say he's making progress in it. And it, it does just seem, this is like X's and O's that we don't know anything about, which is well documented, but it seems like this is a, a, a complex system where you need to really learn your role as a quarterback. You're not going to be the guy putting it all on your back, which is probably good. Um, but I think he's kind of coming along in that progression. And there's just, there's just going to be hiccups along with all the bad habits that he has to unlearn from uh, a year, a really bad year last year. Um, so I, I think I am kind of making peace with the idea that he's not going to be a transcendent player. And that is like completely fine with me. Cause I think he'll be like a very good player for a long time. He seems to have all, all the tools. Um, maybe does some stupid shit every now and then, but I feel, I feel like fine about him. I'm certainly not. I, if anyone out there is like, we got to, we got to get our, a different quarterback. What are you, what are you talking about? I feel like we are so battered and beaten down as a fan base that we're so used to anything that's happening poorly 
being, well, that's why we lost, or this is why we lose, or everything's about losing. Yeah. And now we're seeing good teams, you don't like you don't play perfectly. You can't play fucking perfectly. That's not what it is. That's not how this stuff goes. Like right. you have to overcome adversity and like our fucking defense and like Miles Garrett won the game the second half. Like they're basically responsible yeah. for nine for nine points and they won the fucking game. Uh and like exactly they, like there's just like so we didn't have a good second half because we were up 35 points in Dallas. Yeah, you get a little complacent and shit happens. But like I don't like this is just what happens when teams win. Like they find ways to win and like fucking Sheldrick Redwine gets on the field for the first time and gets a pick. Like Harrison pick six. Like I, I it's just like there has to be like if we're not going to be just like happy with winning and not thinking about like our draft picks and our future, like we were forced to do that because we never had this feeling. Like now we have this feeling where like I'm brushing my teeth this morning and I'm thinking, okay, well actually there's, let's see, there's 16 teams in the AFC. You can write off six of them right now. You can write off the Jets. You can write off probably right off the Dolphins. You can write off the Bengals. You can write off the Chargers. You can write off the Broncos. And you can write off, well, maybe even like the the Jags and the Texans. So seven. Maybe Miami you could yeah. kind of, maybe not. But then that basically means you have three or four teams fighting for, or th four or five teams fighting for the wild card spots. That's it. For yeah. three wild card spots. And we've already just beat the Colts, which was basically like a division game. So like, we're better than 50% going to make the fucking playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It's all out there in front of us. And to your point, just that, like we, we just have such a demented way of looking at wins and losses these days, just be, because of all of our emotional trauma over the last couple decades. Um, like think about, okay, your game. I think if you just watch other NFL games, watch like a great team, like Patriots in years past, you don't, they don't always win their games completely convincing. It's rarely in every single game that they just like are stomping the life out of the other team. I think about there was a, a 2013 game. This is when Josh Gordon was at his peak. And I think this is the second week in a row where he had 200 yards. I remember this the game. The second one. Yep. So Josh Gordon up Gordon like with off. up like 10 with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, right? Something yep. like crazy. Yep, like exactly. Exactly. We the game was in the bag for any other franchise, and this is one of those games where like one thing happens and then we fall apart, and that's exactly what happened. I think we ended up losing with like a last second touchdown and two point conversion, um, lost by like one point. So if you look at that from a Patriots fan's perspective, like that's a terrible game, but those guys because they almost lost the Cleveland Browns, who you know that was I think Jason Campbell was our quarterback or something at that point, but you don't just write off the entire team because you're not, you know, the people who are angry right now, because we, we didn't just um, like choke the life out of the, our last three opponents when we were up. It's like, that's just not how the NFL works. All right. And the Patriots went to the AFC championship game that year. So like, it's, it's, it's okay. It's good to just win folks. Maybe we're talking to no one. Maybe no one's really thinking this way, but I think people are, people are like, I don't know. Like, why aren't, why aren't we uh, really putting our foot down the gas? If Dude, you're going to be doing concerned. everything we can. If you're going to be concerned about anything with a team, you also have to acknowledge the team, the players and the moments 
that help the team win. Because right now this team is making fucking winning goddamn plays. Our defense is getting better slowly every week. The linebackers actually yeah. didn't play terrible. Ogan Joby yeah. was fucking out. Our D-line is hurt. And Miles Garrett... He practiced today, by the way, so that's good. Yes, that is... We actually really need him. But, again, we'll get to this too. The Steelers' line is a little depleted right now. Um, but, like, Miles Garrett is finally as advertised. Like, he is potentially the MVP of the fucking league right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He's... They were t- trying to guard him with 60% of their line. To the point that, and this, I'm like stealing this from one of the, I think like Bull and Fox or something, to the point where no one's talking about his like, his near murder on the field last year. Like he has turned that narrative around so quickly. It's bizarre that everyone's just like, wow, Miles Garrett, incredible player. No one's like, usually those things hang on for a couple of years and you need to work really hard to, to just get rid of them. But he's playing so well. That everyone's like, you know what? Ray Fuck Lewis says, not so fast, like my friend. Rudolph anyway. <laughs> Ray Lewis wiped off that yeah. actual murder charge pretty quickly. That's true. That's true. And, and now that I think they have a statue of him. So yeah, <laughs> you can, you can make some mistakes in this league and, and be okay. Um, but yeah, everything. So and and Baker in this last game is a perfect example of what you're talking about, where it's like you won the game and there's reasons that – so Baker's first half is a big reason that him having a shitty second half was like, okay. And and that's how you play winning football. Like you, you make more good plays than bad, and at the end, you hope you come out on top. It's like not – I mean – Scoring 20 points against the number one defense in the league in the first half when they're expecting you to run and you throw 250 yards on them seems – Good. That seems yeah. good. Yeah. Exactly. So I I'm I'm I don't know. I'm I'm very excited. I'm nervous about how are you feeling about the Steelers? Because to me it's just inconceivable that we can go into Pittsburgh, even with no fans, and win um like a big game at this pivotal moment. It just or I'm too uh I've seen too much. I've seen too much stuff. What what are you thinking? Okay. I think that you're thinking is totally right. I think yeah. uh, I think your thinking is totally right. It's fine. I think that, like, why would you think we can win? We never win there. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, what, like what, what about your life if I was like, Gates, you're going to be able to fly tomorrow. Meet me on top of the roof. And you were like, Peter, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to do that yeah, because be I've never thing to say. Yeah. Like, but in so... this example, not only have I never flown, but I've, I've actually fallen off multiple buildings directly onto my face. Yeah. So that's, Cause like you keep telling me I can fly and I'm like, no, no, this is it. This is the time yeah. you can fly. You're like, no, please, man. Uh-huh. Come on. I'm just like one please. person. There's only so many bones you can break. <laughs> I'm and like, let's go up one story. At this point. We don't have many left, but I mean, at the same time, there's like, there's more. It's probably the best functioning team we've ever had in our lifetimes. Like I don't I don't remember 1994. I was six, so um, maybe that one was better under Belichick. But like, I don't know. The talent's insane on our team right now. If you take away the Browns and the Steelers in the history, and you say to yourself, yeah. the Steelers have not really played an amazing schedule so far this year. No, let's let's take a look here. I know Steelers. they 
Good. They, okay. They, they beat the Eagles, and they were beating them pretty handily, and then Ebron fumbled twice, two times in a row, and they got back into it. But they gave up like 30 points yeah. to the Eagles. They lost, or they beat the uh, the Broncos at home. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, wow, they really have. Okay, so they, <laughs> opening week, they, they won by 10 over the Giants, which like, I don't know. They're Saquon like, Barkley ripped his ACL Giants. in that game. Yes, correct. Um, and they, they beat Denver by five. Um, also not great. And then Houston, uh, pre-Bill O'Brien firing, uh, they beat them by seven. They beat them 28-21 in week three. Then they had their forced by that they're all whining about. Jesus Christ, give it a rest. Um, and then, yeah, and then they kind of eked one out against the, uh, the Eagles there. So you're right that on paper, if you just blind this and, and you ask like a, a neutral third party, here's one team, here's the other, who do you got? Like we stand a very good chance in that game. It's just, yeah, the emotional baggage is, is what's got me um, unable to, to get too hyped about it. I'm hyped. That's the wrong thing to say, but confident. Two of their five starting linemen are out. You can run. Yeah, hopefully they're like fully out. I think one of them is definitely going to be out. I think um, DeCastro is definitely going to be DeCastro's out. DeCastro is like a maybe, but neither – practice today which is great to castro is a bigger problem for them if he's out than pouncy i think and also you can run on them like they are yes they'll get after the quarterback but they're not a team like the colts have like a top five d line in the league like deforest buckner is like right there with miles garrett as like huge fucking problem incredible and the biggest difference Mm -hmm. i think in that game is like frankly philip river's arm strength versus baker's arm strength and the decision making and how they rolled him out i yeah. like so i you can run at like dupree and watt and if we can do that then we can play our fucking game it's just going to be a matter of are we going to get behind and can we play from behind in a way that we have haven't had to since the ravens and even in the ravens game as we talked about the last time we podcast like there was still a couple inflection points in that first half that really blew it wide open where Odell doesn't make that drop and a couple things don't happen. And it's a four to seven point game going into halftime. So now even with like some hindsight, it doesn't feel like that game was as bad as it felt then. I think, I think I agree with that. And I think like, it's also just important to always keep in mind when thinking about the team is like, we're we're so far from a finished product. If, and especially compared to a team like Pittsburgh, like they kind of are what they are at this point. Like they, you know, there's always room for improvement for any team, but we are so early in our kind of team building journey under Stefanski and our like identity building journey that um, like, I don't think at any point you can kind of really say like, okay, this is what the Browns are because my assumption is we're just going to kind of keep adding wrinkles to the offense, keep figuring out what works. And you've seen that in the last couple of weeks that, you know, Hooper's had more and more receptions. Obviously, Odell's been getting going. Uh, Chubb getting hurt throws a little bit of a wrench into it. But, like, I think this whole thing is just going to keep evolving. And I think that really bodes well for, for Baker because I think he'll, he'll you know, kind of figure out when he can take his shots and when he can't. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, hopefully we can just slow them down a little bit. I wish, I wish Harrison was going to be – good to go he's in the, the Rodney Harrison he's in the concussion protocol I don't know maybe he'll be okay that's always a sort of uh 
tough one to predict, but we have a shot. We've got the, the best shot we've had in quite a while against Roethlisberger. And the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on wins, division championships, futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, promo code for betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I am still, there's a couple things that I feel good about too. All he's got to do is hit Roethlisberger one time to fuck him up. I know that dude's been playing really well and he's strong and yada, yeah. yada, yada, but like he's a big ass target. And if Miles Garrett brings him down, how nice would it be if he had to force Mason Rudolph to come into the game? <laughs> <I was thinking laughs> <about that. laughs> that would be just, just poetic. Except the really poetic part would be then Mason Rudolph would like carve us up for 450 yards and <laughs> put an end to all the silliness of us being excited about the Browns. Looking like Tommy Maddox out there. I mean, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so I either. <laughs> but it would, <laughs> nothing surprises me. Yeah. I, I, I feel really good. Feel all right. Like, you you're going to say they're going to lose. I'm going to say they're going to win. Yeah, I think we're going to win. Okay. I think we're going to lose, and I don't think that's a catastrophe if we do, because like going forward, ten games should be very winnable for us, like at, at a minimum. When we played the we schedule lose. game earlier, before the season oh, yeah. started, which um, like I, I will definitely not go back and check, but I am pretty sure we did not have us beating the Cowboys and the Colts. I think we said Probably we have to beat. Not, though I do think we ended up going like twelve and four or thirteen and three. So I don't know where we picked those losses up. <laughs> well, let's play a little schedule game right now because I think okay. this is kind of a good way to talk about Nick Chubb too and the rest of our schedule because like Ooh. the rest of our schedule is fucking light, baby. It um, really is. There's, so, there's a couple hitters on there though that I didn't expect, but yes, overall. Four and okay. one right now. I've got them winning. Fuck it. I've got them winning against the Steelers. I don't care. Okay. So five and one. And you've got them. Yeah. You've got them taking an L. Yeah. But you have more conviction than I do. So let's just, we'll go with the win there. Okay. Um, five and one. This is like better than drugs. High. Just feeling oh, yeah. fucking great. Um, like better than the time I had a kidney. I had a kidney stone and they gave me morphine, even though I said, I, I think it was, I was fine in the, in the emergency room. And I was like, this is the good stuff, baby. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, better than Beth, like, <laughs> My wife got had to got to watch me just like them like put the morphine like into the IV and just watch my mm-hmm. whole body like slide into goop. It was it sounds incredible. I think it's fun for half as oh man, boy, yeah. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind another hit. That's all I'm gonna che- say. Check out morphine, everybody, if you're interested. It's uh <laughs> 
Today's sponsor is Morphine. <laughs> you can get it uh, pretty much anywhere, actually, yeah. if you just say the right thing. It's out there. Um, uh, at the Bengals next week, um, I'm going to just say that's a fat win, baby. Got to be. Though they're like, they're not terrible, but if we beat the Steelers, we're beating the Bengals. So, yeah, six and one, Pete. Heading into Coming the... back home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming home to the, the Raiders. The Raiders, drop your ballots off at the correct place and then head down to the stadium for the Las oh, yeah. Vegas Raiders. November 1st. I, uh... They man, just beat I, the Chiefs I, in Kansas City. They just beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. I... They're really fast. They're flying around. I think they're going to be fun. I think they're, like... And I know they can really hit the long ball hard. Um, do you think I? You're, I'm, I feel like you you want to say they're going to lose this game just to bring us back down to earth. Well, now that you brought up the long ball, I mean, we do have Anderson Deho back there, so good luck throwing on him, folks. You better hope he doesn't get within 15 yards of you, which he rarely does. <laughs> I'm gonna say if he gets within 15 yards of you, I feel like that's a successful play for him. Yeah, that's, yeah that would be one of. Our defensive coverage so far. Um, All right, we'll just I, I say just, for argument. I mean, I thought we were losing. I, I actually did this a couple weeks ago and like just wrote out what I thought was going to happen. I thought we were going to lose to Dallas and Indy, so I don't have a good feel. I just feel like we have to. It, it's inconceivable that we would be talking about being seven and one at our bye week. So I, this is. I want to pump the brakes and give us a loss here. Let's just call it six and two. Henry Ruggs okay. versus Sendejo seems like we'll just call that a loss right now. Okay. Yeah. That's when you put it that way. Yes. That's a loss. We get a bye week. Everyone gets to uh, <laughs> celebrate our dear leader's reelection. Um, and then we'll <laughs> head back to yeah. uh, November 15th, hosting off the bye week, the Houston Texans. I feel pretty good about this, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. That's a, that's a W. For sure. I mean, they're Romeo Cornell's coaching, and we know how that goes. <laughs> so, seven and two right now. Seven and two. Seven and two. With the Eagles coming to town. Well, we played like, I feel like we played a thousand home games this year. Okay. Eagles coming into town. Uh, it's eight and two. The Eagles kind of suck. Carson Wentz is not it. Everyone who like spent all their time complaining that we didn't take Carson Wentz a couple years ago. Like, yeah, we're. Where are you now, bro? Yeah, yeah not so he's great. bad. He's pretty bad. You know your quarterback's not good when like part of like the play calling is like if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. You know? That's kind of like the Wentz fight. Yeah, right. That's, it's like, you know what? Right. Let's just run so, him on a draw. Who cares? <laughs> so we're eight and two in late November. Eight and two heading down to Jacksonville. Jesus. Okay, so we're nine and two. Nine and two, heading into Tennessee. That is a solid loss for us, for big, sure. We just got to chalk that up right Tennessee. away. The, after watching them destroy themselves last night, yeah. Um, okay, nine and nine and three. Is it, am I doing this right? Nine and three. Eesh. Coming Baltimore. back, Baltimore. I don't know, man. On Monday Night Football. Ooh, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Baltimore is 
I don't think what they did to us week one has any bearing here whatsoever um, for a million different reasons. And then I don't pay a ton of attention to them, but peeps are saying they don't quite look like they did last year. It's not, it's not the, uh, just the, the onslaught on offense that they had last year. I don't think, I, I think they took advantage of being totally cohesive from the year prior and we felt like we were playing our first practice against them. I'm going to just call it a W. Yeah. Okay. I am too. I I actually, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's got us at 10 and three. Okay. Heading to back to back games in the big apple. Okay. So we're, we're 12 and three. 12 and three with our last game against the Steelers at home. Which, frankly, if this was to go the way that we just said that it is, this is probably for the AFC North crown, would be my guess. Oh my God. I'm gonna be I think fan. it would probably be potentially for the AFC crown. I think it's a good way to hedge where it can say, Would it be for the number one seat? <laughs> It would be wild as fuck if we beat the Steelers twice. Yeah, I agree. And I think if I'm being overly confident about us winning this weekend, we gotta count this as a loss. Okay. Okay. That's that's reasonable to me. So that's that's twelve and four. Same result that we ended up with the first time, I believe. You know what? I hope we just keep doing this and keep getting to twelve and four. I hope so. I mean it's haven't avoided it so far. Okay, so that would be 12 and 4 with losses to uh the Ravens, the Raiders, the Titans and Titans. the Steelers. I mean, that's those are four like great. This is a nice schedule, which you know what? We fucking deserve because most years Yeah, we, we do. go 0 and 16 and then somehow we have the hardest schedule of any team in the NFL <laughs> the next year and yeah. I don't, never understand. Like we go 0 and 16 and play like the Patriots three times. We're like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Exactly. So, so we we have earned a little bit of a break, and, and they can they can say whatever they want to. Um, I mean, what is one thing that you think needs to happen this weekend for you to feel? If we did win, what is like the one thing you think absolutely has to happen in our game plan mm-hmm. or in the game itself? I uh, this is probably just like a cliche answer. I, I feel like Baker just needs to. Like have not just a good game because he's had a couple good games so far, but not quite a great game. He doesn't need to put the team on his on his, uh, his back. He just needs to have like a good plus game, like a like a B plus game, a little better than he had against Cincy, Washington, or Dallas, where he was like efficient but didn't do a whole lot. Two hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns, I think, is the minimum there. Yeah, I think so. I think we're. I think so. I, I think we're good for two rushing touchdowns or one one or two rushing touchdowns. Wow. So I feel like somewhere between like 20 I think I, I, I listen, if we get to 30 points, I think we're going to win this game. But I think it, Kareem definitely going to be can really fuck him up too. I, I think he's going to have a, a big one here. Yeah, I yeah, I think they're a much shittier run D and I know they're still like fifth or something, but c- compared to just like like you could just run at them directly. Yeah. And I think forcing Ben 
getting pressure on Ben and just continuing to like grab turnovers and make plays like that's the fucking modern NFL defense. Like, sure, you can be the Ravens, but also like just get turnovers. You know, that's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. And apparently we're good at that. I don't know why, but we're quite good at it. Partly because Miles Garrett is just like just smacks the ball out of quarterback's hands, which is a, a great move. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel pretty good. I, I hopefully it always feels when you have injuries on your team, like you're the injury bitten team. But like everyone always in football just has like a ton of, of key injuries. So I'm not going to feel too bad about ourselves about um, like Chubb and and Teller. So those are the two guys where we're just, it makes me worry for for miles because like before last week it was just like or two weeks ago nick chubb and miles teller like that miles teller nope nope he's an actor um wyatt uh, teller miles Teller's sellers from uh the jazz movie right? yeah good movie uh whiplash whiplash that guy worked hard if if Wyatt Teller works as hard as Miles Teller works as his character in Whiplash at rehabbing his calf, we're going to be just fine. And then by the bye week, you figure that he's probably healthy. Maybe Greedy's healthy. Nick Chubb, I think, will be healthy by then. Um, Greedy's injury seems fucked up. Greedy's injury kind yeah. of feels like a Markel Fultz thing where it's like something deeper here is happening that they weren't really aware of. Uh, clearly because like it was i remember going into week one it was like oh Greedy's like might be able to make it then not quite then the next week he was practicing but no and then that that kept happening and now he's on the ir so so i don't i don't know what to make of any of that but i also like i don't think that 3d was going to be the uh the linchpin of this defense when he came back so i, I don't think we miss him that much it would just now our our, our margin for error is so razor thin if we lose another corner because like i think um Terrence Mitchell is fine on the other side he's like a very serviceable second cornerback and then you get to play um Kevin Johnson Kevin Johnson Johnson Duke Johnson you have like Kevin Johnson in the nickel which is kind of where he's um where he's better in the in the slot there so that's entirely too much analysis of actual football for for me but um I I feel good even if we fucking lose this week I still feel pretty good that's the thing. I would we I could still feel fine even if we lose, and I don't remember the last time you could possibly say that. So that is encouraging to say the least. Yeah, I mean, think about last year. We were this is the first time we would have to lose four games in a row to get below five hundred. It's insane. Like usually we're just trying to scrape back to five hundred, then see what we can do. This is such a, a strange position we find ourselves in, but it's good. We should have been doing this the whole time. This feels great. Yeah, I want more of this. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, Gates. That's enough actual football analysis from yeah. us. So most people have probably turned this off. Analysis in um, big old air quotes. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry guys. Zerm will be on on uh, on Friday. I think is his new uh, game plan here. So enjoy that. But this you get this in the meantime. Go ahead, leave us a five yeah, star really it up. review or a nice one if you're feeling good. Yeah. Uh, let's see if uh, any of Gates or Mine's extended family can pop in and just maybe leave something nice. I want to put in a quick plug, Peter, for your uh, your production of TE1, tight end one with uh, Greg Olson. So I recently listened to the 
finale the finale correct of the is that of the whole program or just of the season how's it gonna go or is it that was a bonus episode there's actually gonna be a, maybe one or two more bonuses oh, okay cool through, but but it, it was uh you peter interviewing greg olson who apparently is your friend which is inconceivable to me but uh <laughs> he called he unprompted called you his friend uh so that was great but it was, it was just a fantastic interview you asked great questions and he just seemed like like just a, a cool, like normal guy. And I, I enjoy these interviews so much where you realize that these guys are like, obviously superhuman athletes, but like they're just, they're doing their job. So you, you get to talk about all the kind of just like the normal job stuff that comes along with doing a job. And then some of the fan stuff that he has to do with in relation to fantasy was really uh, entertaining, but. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. So, so folks, if you're, if you're interested, I would start with that last episode even and i think it'll make you want to hear more from from greg olson because he's he's a dude he's a cool he's a cool dude and i think the three of the us one thing that i tried it, you greg yeah the three that. of us will definitely hang yep. i'll make sure that happens right. um the one thing i try i mean he's a cool guy i produced this the show with for him and with him so i've gotten to know him yep. over these last several months and work with him and he's just so fucking grounded and cool but he also like is down to make fun of himself yep. and i think knowing that like I could have an interview and a conversation with him where I get to like tease him yeah. is pretty, um, pretty cool. And I think it kind of makes it a little bit more enjoyable too. I, that he can kind so of, like, one of the things he, he said, like at some point, I can't remember what you guys were talking about, but he's like, you know, I'm not one of those like macho dudes. Like some people are, but I'm just not. I'm like, oh, Holy shit. <laughs> like amazing to be a, uh, what is he in? You're like, 13 in the nfl for him. 14 you're, yeah. you're 14 he's like and he's like yeah all you like manly men whatever he's just he's, he's just a, he's a good we talked about it too though for a second i do feel like he's i know he's like three years older than us or four yeah. years older but i feel like greg is 73 years old yeah yeah it's like course. you've been playing professional football for since i was in high almost high school yeah yeah just about i mean he um I feel that way about anyone who's on TV that I'm just like, oh, you're 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 older than me. Like Jarvis Landry, I like look up to, and he's like five years younger than me at least. So. <laughs> like, God, I'd be so nervous losers. if I ever like. It's, it's kind of pathetic, but anyway, yeah. So I I, uh, I really enjoyed that that podcast. So folks, go listen to it. You will uh, be stunned if, if if you give Peter a good podcast partner or what he can do. But um, in the meantime, you're listening to this, so that's what you get. This is you did this to yourself. That's it, baby. Sorry, this is your all your fault and nothing to do with us. That's right. Um, all right, Gates. Thanks for the time, dude. Yep. Go Browns. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Later.